one more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk to you all the saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about Jameis Winston. Now, this topic actually came from ESPN Get Up on this morning. If you're watching this on a Friday afternoon, on this morning's edition of Get Up, uh, the topic of conversation was how soon will we see Jameis Winston this season or if we will see him at all? So the question on everyone's mind, especially over there on ESPN, will we see Jameis Winston come into the game at any point this season? All right. So we're going to be asking. We're going to answer that question. And also we're going to be talking about the Saints offense. What things do they need to improve on? in order for them to be competitive against the high-powered offense that is the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. But I want to say thank you very much for all of those that are in the chat right now. Shouts out to Ghostface Griller, who was first. Joe Johnson, we got Peace B, Brian Davis in here, Zoidy, uh, Lavelle, Casual Dex, uh, Charles, your boy Jay. Uh, we got Matthew and so many others. Kimo, what's going on, brother? Man, so many people that's filing in right now. And uh, I am going to be taking a few uh, calls or I'm going to be doing a few video chats here. So I'm going to go ahead and put the link inside of here. Feel free to comment. You can talk about Jameis Winston. You can talk about the Saints offense. Or you can talk about anything Saints related. I am putting the description or the link inside of the, the comments right now. So feel free to chime in. I'll be taking calls in a few seconds. OK, but the question is, uh would we see Jameis Winston at any time this season? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I really can't say that I believe that we're going to see Jameis Winston this season. The only time I think we'll see Jameis Winston is if Drew Brees goes down. Okay, that's the reason I, I think that maybe Jameis will actually come in because unlike Taysom Hill, I feel like Jameis is the backup quarterback. Even though on a depth chart, he is the third string quarterback, I can't see the New Orleans Saints not using Jameis Winston in some capacity, probably as that every snap quarterback if Drew Brees goes down. Because if you if you don't, then you're you're basically eliminating the package and, and the Swiss Army role that is Taysom Hill. So unless Drew Brees goes down, that's the only time I think you'll see Jameis Winston. And I think that people get this kind of misconstrued sometimes because we seen Drew Brees go down. He got injured in week two. Uh, you know, he, he uh, messed up his thumb. He was out for five weeks. So we seen Teddy Bridgewater come into the game. We wouldn't have seen Teddy Bridgewater if it wasn't for Drew getting hurt. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater would have still been on the sidelines, uh, still holding a clipboard. So I feel like as long as Drew Brees is healthy and nothing's wrong with him, I can't see Jameis Winston coming into the game. Now, I will say this. It could get to a point where it can get really, really ugly 
And it just pretty much pretty obvious that Drew Brees just can't do some of the things that he once did. And it's affecting the offense. Now, if that comes to, to fruition, then there is going to be some serious decisions that need to be made. And I, for one, as much as I love Drew Brees, as much as I respect him, I, I don't love Drew Brees to a point where I feel like the team has to suffer because of it. Okay. Some of you probably be like, man, I want to go down with the ship. No, 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 no. Okay. The the object of the game is to win the game. Okay. And put in uh, the right pieces in place in order to win games. So if Drew Brees, which I very highly doubt can't perform to the, the, the highest level, then you go with Jameis Winston. So, uh, I, I can't see that happening. Look, I understand about the the, the mainstream uh, sports media. You know, they're looking for those storylines. It's about ratings. It's about shock value. But I, I really honestly believe that those guys know absolutely nothing about New Orleans Saints football. Uh, the only reason why they're really talking about Drew Brees right now is because Monday Night Football is on ESPN. Um, it was from a nationally televised audience. And we've seen uh, one of the worst games we've seen Drew Brees play in a very, very long time. So that's the reason why they're talking about it. They don't know about the X's and the O's. They definitely don't know about the Willies and the Joes here. So, so I am going to say that they're just just trying to do this, just try to get, you know what I'm saying, some ratings or just some attention. But Drew Brees isn't, you know, somebody that you're just going to cast away and just toss to the side just because he had a bad game. I, for one, feel like Drew Brees uh, – you know, still can be competitive on a football field. I don't feel like he's washed. I don't feel like, you know, he doesn't have anything left. Uh, is the arm strength still there? Absolutely not. Do I feel like in some cases it's affecting the offense uh, efficiency and their, their ability to actually uh, be scary to defenses? Absolutely. But I still feel like Drew Brees puts this team in the best position to win. Now, some of you are probably saying that, well, Jameis Winston, he threw for 5,000 yards. He had 30 touchdowns. But Jameis Winston also had 30 interceptions. And if you add the five turnovers that he had, that wasn't interceptions. So that's a total of 35. So he had 35 turnovers all together last season. And I feel like the best thing for Jameis is for him to sit on the sidelines and get some mental reps. Sometimes, you know, it's best for you to actually sit on the side, you know, and just look and try to analyze the game and see it from a whole different standpoint. I mean, you look at somebody like Jameis Winston, Jameis has always been the guy. He's always been that dude. He's always been the guy that everybody wanted to see from the high school level, from the college level, him winning a Heisman National Championship at Florida State. And then he comes into the lead, the first pick overall back in 2014 or 15. I can't remember. I think it's 2015 because I think Jadavion Clowney was good. Yeah. So it's 2015. So he's always been the guy. You know? So the fact that he can just sit there and actually watch the game and also be in a classroom and be a student of the game. I think that's going to help Jameis. So I think a lot of people need to be very, very careful what they wish for. And, and I know that, you know, Jameis, he's showing a lot of arm talent in practice. I mean, I've been reading the same articles as you. I've been seeing the articles about how his arm is just so amazing. We've seen some of the passes on some of these clips that were taking place at training camp. I get it. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we are in the best position to win. And you don't want to go out here and mess up the confidence of Jameis Winston, okay? Because the narrative right now is, you know, Jameis Winston turns the ball over at an alarming rate. So in order for him to get on the field, let's make sure that we have the best version of Jameis we can possibly have. And I do feel like if you do put Jameis on the field, he's not going to turn the ball over as much. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like 
the 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 issue was with Bruce Arians type offense, right? Bruce Arians wants you to push the ball down the field. He wants those explosive plays. But sometimes you want when you have those explosive plays, you want to put it in the hands of your playmakers, but you put yourself in in, in cases where there's a lot of 50-50 balls. Sometimes you know that wide receiver won't come down with the football, the safety or the corner wheel or the linebacker wheel. So I want people to pump the brakes on Jameis just for a tad bit, you know, just to, just for him to actually get to learn and develop as a player. You know, I, I don't think that we need to be worrying about Drew Brees and if Drew Brees can't get the job done and all that kind of stuff there. I mean, I, I've seen like all type of crazy, irrational type of rhetoric that's going on among the who that nation. Oh, uh, we need to sit Drew and start Taysom. Like, give me a break, folks. Like, don't get it twisted. OK, let's not get it twisted here. I itch him. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's not get it twisted. Drew Brees puts the Saints in the best position to win. I don't care what anybody says. You can you can say he can't get the ball down the field. You can say that he overthrew some people. You can say he underthrew some people. But when it comes to the X's and the O's, when it comes to the knowledge of the game, Drew Brees puts the Saints in the best position to win. But I do, however feel like the Saints need to use Taysom Hill a tad bit more. You know, I'm very upset and very frustrated at the fact that you actually had a competitive game going on and you didn't use Taysom Hill in a variety of ways like you did in the past. I mean, he had absolutely no passing plays on Monday night. I mean, very few offensive plays in general. And the majority of the time he was lining up at a tight end, which I really honestly do not agree with, okay? Why are you using Taysom Hill at the tight end position when you have two able-bodied, really good tight ends that can catch the ball and block at the same time? Adam Troutman, I feel like you're taken away from his development because you're too impatient to try to work with this guy. You want to go ahead and put Taysom in his place. Well, there are two people suffering here, folks. There's Taysom Hill who is suffering because he's not getting quarterback snaps. And you have Adam Troutman who's suffering because that's an opportunity for him to actually be, make a play on the ball on offense. So I feel like they need to try to work these guys into their respective positions. Allow Taysom Hill to work with Drew Brees, learn some of the plays that Drew can do. So when you see Taysom come in the game, it won't seem as one dimensional. Right. So you don't want it to be to a point when you see Taysom uh, trot out on the field and he's under center. Oh, the Saints are going to go deep. Allow the defense to keep guessing. You know, don't let them think that, oh, it's going to be a deep pass. Let them wonder, is it going to be an RPO? Is it going to be him standing in the pocket? If nothing there, he's going to run. Is it going to be a, a little short pass? Is it going to be a quick slant? Or is it going to be a deep post? So allow Taysom Hill to stretch out his arsenal a tad bit, okay? You still want to use him with his legs and stuff like that in order for, you know, the defense to be confused. But you don't want it to be one-dimensional to a point where you just see Taysom Hill and you just automatically know it's probably going to go deep to Traquan or Deontay Harris. So you, you don't want that, all right? So um, they definitely got to find ways to use uh, Taysom Hill and, and his role as a quarterback. And I feel like there's absolutely no excuse for you not to be able to use Adam Troutman. Look, I was all for it last year, Taysom Hill lining up at tight end because we all know that Josh Hill, I mean, he, he dealt with concussions throughout his career and some injuries. And all you had with Jared Cook, and you really didn't have that that third tight end. You didn't have that. But this year you do. Okay, you got three really good tight ends. So to me, there's no excuse to try to stunt the growth of Adam Troutman, a guy that you got in the third round, a guy that everybody's kind of comparing to be the next 
new wave of tight end, the next Gronkowski, the next George Kittle. Why are you studying the growth of this young man right here to put Taysom Hill in his place? And in a couple of years from now, Taysom Hill isn't going to even going to be playing that position. It's rather he's going to be playing quarterback full time for the Saints or he's going to be playing quarterback full time for some other team. So I think the Saints need to kind of think about that just for a tad, a tad bit before they start making these type of decisions. Uh, Derek says, uh, hey, TJ, I've been saying implement all three quarterbacks. Uh, Derek, I, I can't say that I agree with that, my brother. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. It seems like a good idea. But just like you have with, with three running backs, right? Let's, let's go back to when Adrian Peterson was here. Everybody was happy about Adrian Peterson. Oh, Adrian Peterson, AP all day, right? You had Alvin Kamara and you had Mark Ingram. The problem was trying to get all three of those running backs, trying to get them snaps, right? You know, you had at the first game against the Minnesota Vikings, you had Adrian Peterson start the game, had a nine-yard run, and you rarely ever seen him ever again after that, right? And then you had the emergence of a young Alvin Kamara who just took the league by storm. So that just left Adrian Peterson to be a, a casualty, right? He ended up getting traded to the Arizona Cardinals. When you're dealing with a position where it's mostly dominated by one, maybe even two people, it is hard to try to find roles for all three individuals, and especially at the quarterback position. Because, Derek, when you're dealing with the quarterback position, man, you need to understand every quarterback doesn't throw the ball the same way. So that means that the wide receivers have to adjust to all those quarterbacks, all right? If you're running a route and you know that Drew Brees is going to put the ball right at the outside line, you know what I'm saying? He's going to throw you open. It's going to be different versus Taysom Hill probably throwing the ball a tad bit late when you are open or have uh, Jameis Winston throw the ball at you probably with the speed and the velocity of a young John Elway. So it's different. So those that is three different type of quarterbacks that the wide receivers have to learn to catch the ball from, and that can create problems. So I don't agree with the three quarterback set. I do feel like you need to – uh Go with those first string quarterback. Let him get the majority of the snaps and then implement another quarterback. But it should be no more than two quarterbacks. It should be no more than two quarterbacks. And it should be the, the number one quarterback taking the, the majority of the snaps. For example, if Drew Brees uh, has like 35 attempts, right? Let's just say the Saints have uh, 40, 40 offensive uh, plays, right? If they have like 40 offensive plays, Drew Brees needs to take at least about 30 of those plays, 32 of those plays and allow like somebody like Taysom to take about eight. You know, you, you don't want to take away from the, the, the energy and the chemistry of the team uh, trying to find three different quarterbacks because, like I said, that, that confused the hell out of a wide receiver. I'm just being honest with you. Everybody throws the ball different, and that's that's something that receivers going to have to adjust to. Willie says, I hope they do because all is going to happen with Breeze is they will rush up the middle and throw him off. Yeah, I mean, look – the i mean the plan is out right i mean the blueprint has already been put in place about how to stop drew Brees, and i hate to say it but it all started with the atlanta falcons last season what the atlanta falcons did they put their two premier pass pass rushers in the middle and they had them going up against the guards the guard is not faster than the tackle all right so they put their best pass rushers up the middle okay and that puts the pressure right in the face of drew Brees, who is height deficient he's six feet tall he can barely see over the line as is so when you have those pass rushes pushing your offensive lineman back, it is hard for you to actually see over all four of those individuals, right? The two defensive linemen and the two offensive guards. 
And if you count the center who's snapping you the ball so you can go ahead and throw five in there. So it's going to be very tough for him to actually see that. So the Saints going to have to find ways to try to make that adjustment. Uh, your boy, Jay, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hold on one second, brother. I can't hear you. Yeah, well, I guess he hung up. Uh, but anyway, man, call back, man. But it, I just had to say, I mean, it's going to be tough uh, for, you know, Drew Brees to, in order for him to see over the line, in order for him to throw the ball. And I feel like there's something that the Saints really need right now. The way that the Saints offensive line is structured, you got a lot of young players right now trying to figure it out. And I think, I don't know who said this, maybe it was like on ESPN or something, but they did say something I, I agree with. They said that right now, the offense has to be working perfectly in order for Drew Brees to succeed. That means a perfect pocket. That means like they can't get no pressure on him. I mean, he can't do anything except stand strong in the pocket and throw the ball and deliver it where it needs to be. So a lot of people like the offensive line, the offensive line, the offensive line. Drew Brees has to have perf a perfect situation in order for him to succeed versus a guy like Taysom versus a guy like Jameis, okay? The offensive line can figure it out as, as the weeks go by because let's just say, for example, if the pocket breaks down, those two have the ability to scramble out of the pocket. I think we all can agree that uh, Drew Brees is not going to scramble out of the pocket at all. He's not going to do that. Uh, your boy, Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, man. How, how you doing? I'm doing okay, man. We're talking about uh, Jameis Winston, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, you can talk about anything you want, man. Go ahead. Well, first, you know, I want to start out by saying, man, I've been following you for like the past year. First mm -hmm. time calling in. Just want to say I appreciate everything you do for us Saints fans, man. But um, man, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for uh, supporting the show, man. No problem. But um, first, I want to start out by saying, you know, I'm 21 years old right now. I've been a Saints fan since I was a little kid. Okay. By saying what I've been saying from Drew Brees for these past two weeks, it really hasn't been Drew Brees like, you know. And um, the show you did yesterday, I did say that uh, Father Time was catching up to him. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't, he, he didn't look the same. Um, that Monday night game, I was actually sitting on the bed watching the game and I saw. You know, he throw the ball to Jared Cook right over his head. I don't really know what was going on. But yeah. um, I want to say that uh, Sean Payton is really stubborn. He, he, he It'll be a very cold day with the devil before he even thinks about benching Drew Brees for uh, Jameis Winston. Probably not even going to see Jameis Winston until probably next year. Mm. Might be even be Taysom Hill. We never really know. Right. But, um, yeah, I – Sean Payton is, from what I see from him, he's a really stubborn coach. He, yeah, I love the guy, but he sometimes shortage development of players. You know, like like you were saying with um Adam Troutman, he yeah. takes some hell lining up at tight end, which I agree is a horrible decision. Yeah, horrible decision. But um, yeah, you know, I personally would love to see Jameis at least play one game this year, at mm -hmm. least one. Right. See what he could do. See how he uh plays with this offense. You know, but you know, I as a Drew Brees fan, I don't, I don't want to give up on him. But at the same time, right. I, I, we we know what's coming. Right, we know what's coming. Um, I did like when you said that. Um, they're putting their best, their best defensive linemen on the guards and right. rushing up the middle. I seen Monday's game. I forgot who the de defensive lineman was for the Raiders. He ran directly at Andres Pete. Andres Pete whiffed him. 
and then Eric McCoy kind of ran over him, tried to block him. That's when Drew Brees just like just, I guess he got scared, got a little nervous. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So this big six foot nine dude coming at him, he just just threw the ball and he got intercepted. So I. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, that was Max Crosby, though, man. You know, like, Max Crosby is probably one of the best pass rushers. Well, he is the best pass rusher Las Vegas has. Uh, I, I, look, I feel like uh, if you go with Jameis Winston over Drew Brees, ain't no turning back, man. Like, you, you have to, like, you have to make that decision. You got to stick with it for better or for worse. You know, I, I talked about um, the playoff game, right, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I talked about that the other night. Joe Flacco was the quarterback. Joe Flacco wasn't giving the Baltimore Ravens the results, so they decided to go with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's first playoff game, I mean, he looked absolutely horrible, man. I mean, it got so bad, M&T Bank Stadium was booing this man out of the building. But the Baltimore Ravens realized that, man, we got to go with this guy. You know, like, we're going to lose this game. It's pretty obvious, but this is our future, so we got to depend on this guy. So if you're going to go with Jameis Winston, you you can, there's no turning back man like there there is no turning back at all you can't go back to uh drew Brees. you can't be like okay drew you know what i'm saying Jameis ain't cutting it you know what i'm saying so we're gonna go back with you you know that's 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 a recipe for disaster because you know that that is something that the locker room is going to be paying attention to they're going to have their eyes on and it's going to confuse the heck out of them and they're going to feel like you don't know what you're doing so it, it's going to uh cause them to uh you know basically go rogue so the Saints going to have to roll with it, you know. So I don't see that happening. I can't see them giving up on Drew Brees. I see him going down with the ship. I don't see Drew Brees, uh, I mean, Sean Payton giving up on him. So I feel like that's the way it's going to go, man. But I appreciate you for uh, calling in. Call back anytime, brother. Uh, thank you, TJ. Who that, man? Uh, who that? And shouts out to him, man. Shouts out to your boy, Jay. Uh, 21 years old, man. Shouts out to him, man. Got a whole life ahead of you, my friend. Angela says, I know Jameis has a lot of interceptions uh, with uh, Tampa Bay, but he was thrown into a bad situation without team planning for it in his rookie season. And he uh, virtually had a new coach every year. Yeah, good point. Uh, He never had solid guidance or leadership. His eyes are fixed now. (laughs) He's been a a number one quarterback and threw for 5,000 yards last year. Why would we have him as number two and using him uh some in a ro- rotation with drew why do so many people want heal over him when he has oodle more experience well angela that's a good point great points um i'm not gonna even deny uh some of the things that you said i mean Jameis winston has always been the guy he has always been that dude everywhere he went like from him coming from alabama from him at Florida State, once again, winning the national championship from him being the first pick overall, for him being the face of the franchise of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the past five seasons. Look, I will agree. I feel like right now, if you want to look at something, he he's suffering from what I like to call the Alex Smith syndrome, right? Alex Smith, his first seven years as a San Francisco 49ers, he has seven offensive coordinators. With uh, Jameis Winston, yeah, I think what he had, three different head coaches. You know, Lovey Smith was his head coach when he got there. Then uh, Dirk Cutter got there. And then you had Bruce Arians. So he had three He had three head coaches, which means three offensive philosophies, defensive philosophies, yada, yada, yada. So I feel like him coming to the New Orleans Saints, it's a stable organization, right? 
we know who the guy is that's calling the shots. We know Drew Brees is the leader of the team. We know Sean Payton is the play caller. We know that Pete Carmichael is the offensive coordinator and so on and so forth. So it's structured different. Do I feel like if Jameis Winston was to come into a game and be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, do I feel like he would be much better than he would in Tampa? Yes, absolutely. Okay, do I am I uh, convinced enough to believe that he wouldn't throw double-digit interceptions? Absolutely not. Okay, maybe he'll cut them in half. I can see about 14 or 15 interceptions, you know, if if I'm just being honest and truthful with you. But if you want to look at it that way, I mean, let's go look back at Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees just started to throw single digit interceptions over the past couple of years. I mean, a lot of us don't remember because the touchdowns were like a, a plenty. But Drew Brees normally used to throw about 12, 13 even 14 interceptions in a year. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, then if Jameis comes in and gives you 32, 33 touchdowns, it gets you about 15, 14, 15 interceptions. That's a pretty doggone good season right there. So I feel like he would be a much better quarterback in the same system. But, but I feel like the best thing for Jameis right now is for him to see the field. And to also answer your question, Angela, about why isn't he the number two, it's simple. No OTAs, no minicamp, nothing else, nothing but virtual calls and Zoom calls and, you know, and and Zoom classrooms going on before training camp. So that's the reason why Taysom is the number two quarterback, because Taysom has been in the same system for the last three years. And Jameis has been here for about a Starbucks cup of coffee. Of course, Taysom should be the second string quarterback because he knows the offense better then Jameis, you're not going to be able to see this really, you know, this this number one, number two competition until sometime next year if Jameis decides to stay with the New Orleans Saints and compete for a starting position. That's the only time that you're going to see that. But if I was a head coach, definitely. I would definitely have Taysom Hill as my backup quarterback because Taysom knows the system better. Now, this might be a whole different story, if Jameis signed with the New Orleans Saints in the offseason and they had all those offseason activities, then I say that he should be a number two quarterback. Or if he puts on a great performance in the offseason, then I feel like you have enough to show and see if he is a number two uh, quarterback. But the fact that we didn't have all those things, you got to go with uh, Taysom. You got to. Because Taysom Hill is faster and can run uh, and extend plays. That has absolutely nothing to do with it, John Doe. Nothing. That ain't got nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with the fact of game planning. And that's that's all it comes down to. It comes down with Taysom Hill knowing the playbook better than James. Because, I, I look, I hate to be the bear of bad news, folks. And I know some people love themselves with Taysom Hill. But Taysom Hill is not better at the quarterback position than James Winston. He is not. He is not, folks. When we talk about arm talent, when we talk about skills, we talk about accuracy. You know, I mean, decision making is a whole nother story. But when we're talking about all the tools, he ain't sniffing Jameis Winston. That That's a fact. Like some of y'all did fall in love with these extended plays and this him dropping the shoulders on safety. That's cool and all. I enjoy that. That get me fired up. But Jameis is a better quarterback. Jameis is a, a better quarterback than Taysom is. Taysom not a quarterback. Stop it. Taysom is a quarterback. Taysom is a quarterback, man. 
the reason why you're saying that right now is because because of what he does all the different things that he do you know but if he was to sit back there and and throw from the pocket who's to say and and i don't want to hear that stuff about you know i don't hear that stuff about oh man he he just uh you know i'm saying he just a running back a tight end like come on man we don't know what these guys can do in real time i mean they were trying to make lamar jackson a wide receiver that's i think the Chargers were trying to do that to him they're trying to turn this man into a wide receiver now look at the guy the guy was a league mvp won 13 straight games could have been a new orleans saint by the way so we don't know that for sure and then also you have to look at it too before lamar jackson actually got into the lineup his rookie season he was just out there doing rpos i mean i know y'all seen that game against the baltimore ravens with justin tucker ironically missed the extra point for like the first time ever so that's what that's what Lamar was doing. That's that's what they had Lamar out there doing. Nobody seen Lamar throwing the ball down the field at that time. But now look at it. So we can't just say, oh, just because the Saints got him doing this, that, and the third. Oh, you know what I'm saying? He's not a quarterback. Knock it off, okay? Until we actually see this guy in real time under center for an extended amount of time, you know, and, and get this guy an opportunity to play the quarterback position. You know, get that man an opportunity. You know, but I'm not gonna say that he's not a quarterback. Lamar better than Taysom. Of course. Of course, Lamar is better than Lamar better than Taysom. I mean, he the league MVP. Lamar Jackson, a running back. Stop it. Man, knock it off. Stop trolling, man. Last Saints, stop trolling. Uh <laughs> Hill is the next Saints quarterback, but he will have to start uh sliding, no uh, and not lowering his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, Brandon, you're absolutely right about that, buddy. I mean, he's gonna have to change the way he plays the quarterback position. Because it's all fun and games right now, you know what I'm saying? You're lowering the boom and lowering your shoulder and all that kind of stuff now. But when you have a whole entire franchise on your back and they depended on you, you ain't gonna be at you you're not gonna be able to have you're not gonna be able to go out there and try to run with reckless abandons. Okay, so you, you gotta be able to uh, be smarter than that. Right now it's all cute and stuff like that. Cause we like, oh well, we got Drew and if push comes to show, we got Jameis, but when if he is the guy then he's gonna have to change a lot of things in his arsenal lead up the pack says how do you know he's not a quarterback uh jason hill never got a chance well i don't know who jason hill is but i know who Taysom hill is okay uh you know i mean so i don't i don't know who jason hill is but as far as uh you saying like he's uh i know he's not a quarterback or oh, i know you ain't talking to me because i said he is one so i guess he's talking to somebody else <laughs> Uh, Kim says, uh, we only see what Sean Payton allow us to see in a play calling. I agree with that, Kim. And that's another reason why we can't just sit up here and criticize Taysom Hill, because we don't know what he has to offer just yet. OK, right now, uh, Taysom is just doing what Sean Payton asking of him. So we don't know for for a concrete, uh, you know, saying as a well, let me let me let me see. how I can put this. We don't know exactly what this guy can bring to the table we don't know you know what i'm saying we don't know just yet so until he actually goes out there and, and does something on a consistent basis then we can come to that conclusion hey tj jones the whole jerry what's going on man appreciate you stopping by brandon says stop hating on the next starting quarterback um we don't know that for sure uh saints will roll past rogers this week i'm not confident about that uh lmao says love the show tj the truth hurts hey man what's going on man appreciate you all calling in another day too brother uh apo says i feel like sean payton doesn't show 
most of Taysom talent at quarterback. I agree with that. Use all the quarterbacks. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Ray Ray says, still can't believe we passed on Jordan Love. Well, from the looks of what you know, what he's doing uh, for the Packers and what he's doing in training camp, might have been a good idea. Uh, T. Hill, number two quarterback. Yep, he is the number two quarterback right now. But I will say if if we had offseason activities with Jameis, I don't know if it would be the same. I don't know if it would be the same thing. A casual deck says I've always had a good feeling about Taysom. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, what I'm saying? I, I think that Taysom has a, a lot of great qualities about him. You know, I, I really do. But he's going to have to change some things to be a starting quarterback in the league, though. And it starts with not lowering your shoulder on safeties. <laughs> Use all of them. Uh, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think, like, honestly, man, I don't think y'all know how hard it is for a team to use all three quarterbacks. I don't think y'all really understand how hard that is. High State of the Saints podcast. Thanks, Saints bounce back this week. I hope they bounce back this week. And we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on, on tomorrow, man, when we do the prediction. So we'll be talking about that on tomorrow. Jordan Love would have been the worst choice, queen or even a wide receiver. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about Patrick Queen, man. I, I still believe in Zach Bond. I, I really do. I just think that the Saints don't want to uh, put him out there and mess up his confidence. And especially they don't feel like, you know, he's up to speed because you didn't have all season activities. I don't think Taysom will be the face of the franchise, even though they paid him $16 million, but it was just to keep him in the Saints uniform. I think they bought in Jameis to be the face of the franchise. Could be. Mighty Mouse, that, that could be. That could be true. That could be true. Packers rely on the run. Even after the loss to the Raiders, we still have the best run defense. We will turn the Packers one-dimensional like the Raiders did to us. Well, I will say this. We always have a tendency of, of playing lights out against elite competition. So I'm interested to see how the Saints going to bounce back. It's true. It's true. How do you know Taysom uh, can't play the quarterback position? He hasn't had a chance for all we, uh, for all we who that people know. He just might get in there and do what Colin Kaepernick did. Uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, like I said, nobody knew how good Lamar Jackson was going to be. Like, nobody knew that. Nobody knew how good Lamar was going to be. You know, but look at him. So I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, I'm not comparing them, but they, they do have the same similar skill set. You never know. It depends on the coaching. It depends on the play calling. It depends on the situation. So I think the Saints have a good enough team in order to put him in a position to succeed. So I'm not going to just say, oh, because he runs out there and he plays tight end, he can't play quarterback. I feel like it's too early to give up on Drew. Okay. That, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment. You know, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't feel like anybody needs to be giving up on Drew. I, I don't even know where that came from. You know, anybody that's talking about giving up on Drew at week after week two, I think that's absolutely asinine and ridiculous. You know, you can say, oh, man, you, you know, if you're entitled to your opinion about wanting him to retire or feel like the best of Drew uh, has already passed. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion on that. But to say this man need to be benched or say that this man need to go ahead and kick rocks like that's ridiculous right now. Let's have that conversation around week six or seven. You know what I'm saying? Then we can have that conversation if the Saints uh, are still struggling. Uh, we need to let Drew play it out. I still believe in him. We will see those Sunday night. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, he is 41 years old, no offseason activities. 
you know, I mean, somebody gave me, you know, somebody, you know, pointed that out to me. You know, I think we're looking at guys like uh, Russell Wilson. We look at people like uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're looking at people like Patrick Mahomes. They come out there right off the gate, out there balling out. But those guys are much younger than Drew Brees and Tom Brady. So it's going to take these guys a, a little while probably just to get themselves warmed up and ready for the season. Do you think the Saints defense will step up this week better than uh, last Monday night? Yeah, Allen, I absolutely do because, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers coming to town. So Aaron Rodgers has a, a way of getting every defense's undivided attention because right? so, he's an elite quarterback. And right now the Green Bay Packers are an elite football team. So the Saints, I feel like, going to play up to the competition because that's just the way they go. It seems like when they go up against – you know, elite competition where everybody talking about this person, a Super Bowl contender, this team is a Super Bowl contender. This guy's a league MVP. You know, they, they seem to want to prove the naysayers wrong. The problem is when they're going up against lowly competition or feel or they feel like a team is beneath them. That's the problem. So I do expect the Saints to come out there and play much better than they did against the Las Vegas Raiders, because I feel like in some ways the Saints felt like the Las Vegas Raiders were beneath them. And, yeah, they'll probably give you a bunch of lip service like, oh, we're not looking past our opponent. Yes, you are, man. Like, let's just be serious about this. If you anybody ever played basketball and you probably played for a really good basketball team and you went up against a, a basketball team that you know wasn't that good, you look at their record, they haven't won any games, of course you're not going to be feeling the same way you would if you were going up against a two- or three-time state champion or a national champion or something like that. You're not going to feel the same way. I mean, it's human nature. It's human nature for us, right? When we feel like we're bigger, stronger, faster, have better ability than our opposition, we don't look at them as, as, as a challenge. But if we go up against a person that we feel like probably a little bit stronger than us, probably a little bit faster than us, or people are saying that about them, we're going to really go out there and put our best foot forward, thus the New Orleans Saints. So I feel like they just need to stop that and, and just really focus on every single game. I feel like right now, that's the reason why I feel like the Saints aren't a great football team. I feel like the Saints are a good football team because great football teams, no matter who you go up against, they're going to play up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to play up. They're going to be ready to play no matter who they're going up against, no matter who's lined up on the other side. They're going to treat those guys like they're going against a a team that's about to be in the Super Bowl. So the Saints need to – in order for them to become a great football team, they have to start doing stuff like that. They have to start winning games that even when people have them as 10-point, 12-point uh, favorites, go out there and they need to perform. Uh, as long as they continue to play around with the, the, the opposition, I don't think that they're a great football team. I don't. I love the Saints. And this like this coming from a lifelong Saints fan. But you, you can't be a great football team. You cannot be a great football team if you're playing down to your competition. You know, and I, I've seen this on two occasions, folks. I've seen this against the Minnesota Vikings where the New Orleans Saints went 13-3, and three, and we all were sitting on the edge of our seat in Week 17 when the Green Bay Packers went up against Detroit, cheering for the Detroit Lions and, and Matt Blau, you know what I'm saying, making sure, you know what I'm saying, want Matt Blau to win a game for the Detroit Lions and, and for the, the Packers to lose in order for us to have the two-seed, but it didn't happen. The Saints blew out the Carolina Panthers. And they played against the Minnesota Vikings. You've seen Cam Jordan talking about Kirk Cousins. And you talk about the New Orleans Saints playing at home against the Minnesota Vikings team who they felt like was beneath them. And what happened? Minnesota came up in there, slapped them all up in the face, hit them all up in the mouth, and they lost the game. 
So anybody that's saying, oh, the Saints are a great football team, they not. Great football teams don't lose to teams that they're supposed to be superior, and they don't need to play down to them either, and they don't need to look past them. So until they do that, then they're a good football team in my book. What a real Perez, man. What's going on, man? Shouts out to my guy, Real Perez, man. Real talk Perez. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Uh, Mike Ricks, my guy, man. What's up, Mike? He says it's coming sooner than later. Uh, Mike Ricks, a Carolina Panther fan out there, man. Shouts out to my guy. Uh, Wizadman says, watch how we magically play great against the Packers. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because like I said, we don't have issues going up against elite competition. Ray Ray said, can we try to get Kyrie Robinson on the show? Uh, I talked, I thought about getting Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? I, I talked, I think I, I had a, a conversation with him, uh, before about, you know, being on a podcast, but I don't know, man. Um, for some apparent reason, when he was on Twitter, he said his Twitter got hacked or something like that. And then another Twitter uh, appeared and inboxed me. So I wasn't sure if I was talking to Kyrie Robinson or, or bot. I wasn't sure. So, um, I guess, you know, so I can try to reach out to him again, but we'll see, man. Are we going to uh, see a Hill versus Winston quarterback battle next year? You might. You might see that. You might see that. Nobody says it would be easy. Yeah. Do you think Sean uh, Hill takes him against the Raiders to have a bigger uh, play package for him against the Packers? If he did, that's stupid. <laughs> if, he, if he did, that, 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 is, that is ridiculous and dumb on Sean Page's, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, from his standpoint or whatever, like that, that's just stupid, you know, if you do that, I mean, you play to win the game. Do you think the Saints can get better and play a lot better and we'll see Jameis Winston soon? Well, I hope they play a lot better. I only can hope, you know, right now. I think they can write the ship. I mean, I think they made it the right stuff. So, uh, but I don't think we'll see Jameis Winston unless Drew gets hurt. Great point, TJ. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, appreciate that, David. Cross says, uh, Peyton canceled all OTAs. Then the reports out of training camp were that Breeze was sitting out a couple of practices per week. Uh, those are critical reps, and you can see the result and his accuracy. Cross, I disagree with that, man, because um, if you uh, watch the interview uh, with NFL Hall of Famer, uh, former Houston Oiler and Minnesota Viking, uh, Warren Moon, he talked about that. Warren Moon played till he was about 43 years old. And he talked about like some of the things that he had to do in order for him to prepare and be game um, at the age of 42 and 43 years old playing at, playing NFL football. And this was a completely different era. You know, this was still during the time where you can go at a quarterback legs. Uh, the, the, the rules wasn't set in place to, to accommodate quarterback play. Uh, he talked about, man, how it's important to get rest, um, you know, and to make sure that, like some some of the practices and stuff like that that you normally would be a part of, you got to sit out. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, every Wednesday, he doesn't practice. Uh, you know, you probably want to have to go from one day to two days. Look, you have to take care of your body, man. Drew Brees is 41 years old. So some of the things that he probably did in his youth where he can practice all day, all night, and still go out there and be game, you have to be prepared and, and, and mentally, physically ready in order for you to go out there and perform. So I don't know if it has anything to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that, you know, maybe Drew Brees isn't just that prepared because, you know, right now, I mean, they didn't have offseason activities. And we can't say one thing about Drew Brees, and everybody uh, says this, man. 
like he's uh meticulous about what he does i mean everything he does uh from the way that he lays out his jersey from his stretching exercises from you know the things that he eats so anything that's that's not a part of drew Brees' routine it throws him off so maybe this otas this mini camp stuff that he was used to a guy that is as meticulous as he is man and very ocd if you will about some of the things that he does you know maybe that's the issue why we're dealing with this right now maybe he's kind of off because some of the things that he normally does and that's a part of his routine isn't there anymore so or it wasn't there due to COVID-19 so there's a lot of things that we can you know we can think of you know could be one of the reasons why Drew Brees hasn't been playing up to uh the best of his ability I mean not to mention you know once again he's 41 years old uh Josh says Traquan better than Emmanuel uh <laughs> we what he was against the Raiders <laughs> uh how long we got Jameis for two years I think he only signed like a one-year contract so he's a free agent next year he only signed a one-year deal yeah, we usually beat some of the best and lose against the worst. Yep. Uh, do you think Michael Thomas playing this week? No, I do not. And I don't feel like he should play. Look, I'm to a point, I, I've said this. I don't care if if Michael Thomas doesn't play until about week seven or week eight. You do not rush Michael Thomas back. Look, Michael Thomas is going to be a New Orleans Saint for a very long time. He's going to be a Saint much longer than what this season uh, has right now. Okay, and I, I would want Michael Thomas to be at 100 percent before you parade him back out on the field, because whoever the quarterback is next year, rather is uh, Drew Brees, which I highly doubt Taysom or Jameis. They're going to need Michael Thomas at his best. They're going to need elite wide receiver play out of Michael Thomas. So you do not rush him back. That would be one of the biggest mistakes that the Saints ever made trying to rush him back. So I don't care if Michael Thomas comes to you and say he's feeling it good. It's great as Paul Williams did on the Temptation movie when he went to uh, AA and they said that he got himself clean. I don't care if, if he danced in front of your living room like Paul Williams did. You do not put Mike Thomas in the game, okay? You do not. You know what I'm saying? You make sure that you get a second, even a third opinion about him playing in the game. Uh, and you do not put him out there, man. That guy is your franchise. Michael Thomas is the franchise right now, so you do not put him on the field. Breeze misses Thomas. Yeah, I agree with that. I think his shirt indicated that after that press conference, or at that press conference. Uh, this team together, uh, too long for number nine to be playing like this. It's no excuse. Uh, once again, he's 41 years old. If we're going to look for an excuse. But uh, Desmond, like, if you feel like there's no excuse, my brother, I'm not going to change your mind on that. You know, that's, that's just the way that you feel. But, I mean, there are some things that people can point out. That's all I'm going to say. No, because he played like this against Minnesota. Good point. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, people, you know, ask me why am I keep doing shows about this. One is what people want to hear, you know. And number two, this isn't like, oh, oh, it's just been two weeks. No, nah, this, this, this extends back to, this extends back to uh, Minnesota, you know, the wild card game when he didn't play his best. He didn't play his best against Tampa. If we're going to be 100, he didn't play his best against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, people crucified me. People like, man, man, we won. Man, we won. Like, I cannot, like I told y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, people were getting upset with me because the very next day I asked the question about Drew Brees, uh, you know, stunning the growth of the offense. That was, that was what the show topic was. Man, we won. TJ, we don't need to talk about this right now. We won. 
Then the next week against the Las Vegas Raiders, now what the topic of discussion is, right? So I was ahead of the curve. That's why I say, you know, look, you can learn something in victory as well as defeat. Some of us, we don't pay attention to our imperfections and shortcomings if, when we win because the only thing we remember is that we won. But no, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you won by two points, why don't you learn from, you know, winning by those two points so you can next time win by four points or win by seven points? You know, a fool sits back and just, you know, counts, you know what I'm saying, counts all his eggs and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That just lays back and be like, okay, I got it made. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta, you gotta find all of the the cracks in your armor. You know what I'm saying? You gotta find them. You even if they, it don't look like you have none, and everybody's singing your praises. Look, people tell me all the time, man. TJ, this is a good podcast. This is a good podcast, TJ. I enjoy your podcast, but I go back and I watch every podcast that I do, and I critique myself even when I feel like, oh, I had a great showing this time. I feel like this podcast was great. I still go back and take a look at it. Okay, I don't care if it's a podcast where, you know, just like uh, last week, you know, last Monday night was the highest viewed uh, show that I've ever done. But I went back and I watched it. I'm not going to sit back and say, man, I had one of the highest rated shows. No, no, that's not what I'm doing. I want to find out what I can do better. Rather it be me asking questions, giving people an opportunity. Am I talking over people? You know, you want to learn. Okay, even in your successes, you want to learn, not just in your failures. So I feel like, um, when it comes to Drew Brees, we got to be asking, asking these questions, man. We got to be asking these questions. And we got to uh, know that Drew Brees is, you know, where he needs to be, even in victory. Fifth option in my eyes. I don't know about the fifth option. Uh, the history of coming back too soon from soft tissue is, injuries is almost all bad. Sit out through the bye week, Mike T. I agree, man. Don't rush that man back. Do you think uh, Fowler should get more reps? Yeah, I do. Uh, last three games, no excuses because Breeze has always been known to use many weapons. That's 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 the thing that kind of bothers me, though. That's the thing that bothers me, Brandon. I mean, people talking about, like, it's amazing to me. Ain't, ain't it crazy, though? I'm looking at a lot of these different uh, shows where people talking about Drew Breeze, and they saying Drew Breeze ain't got no help. Drew Brees ain't got no other options. Guys can't get off the line, this, that, and the third. Drew Brees has made stars out of the most mediocre wide receivers that you're going to find. I mean, he got Robert Meacham paid. Robert Meacham wasn't nothing but a streak route runner. You know, that's, that's all he was, and a really good wide receiver blocker, okay? So all you basically done is take a, a, a little bit more than an above-average version of Traquan Smith, and you got him paid in San Diego. So – when did that ever stop Drew Brees? Drew Brees would throw to the cotton candy man if he was open back in the day. So why is it now? Oh, he need help. He need help. You know, like if, if we're yelling and screaming now that he needs help, we have to be asking ourselves, why does he need help now? Because at the same time, anybody that the Saints rolled up into town, rather it was Kenneth Stills, uh, rather it was Joe Morgan, uh, rather it was uh, uh, Adrian Arrington, or rather it was... Uh, Brandon Coleman or anybody else that came in, he would make he would make it happen. Now all of a sudden, oh, they ain't got no help. Like, come on, man, give me a break here, okay? Some if we're talking about and yelling and screaming, talking about you need help now, maybe just maybe some of the things that we're saying, <coughs> excuse me, maybe some of the things that we're saying may be kind of true. 
you know when he, people hear the word decline they think that that means that he can't play anymore so maybe he isn't giving you the results that he once did because he is on the decline you ever thought about that just saying His anticipatory skills is what has dropped off the most. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, when we're let me let me go back to Travis here. Look, anybody that's new to the State of Saints podcast, uh, you probably didn't hear this, but those that 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 tune in all the time, you already know where I'm going with this. I often use the the example, you know, me playing basketball in the gym, right? Me playing basketball in the gym at one time, you know, I can I can you know what I'm saying? Jump pretty high and, and dunk the ball on a fast break. I can't do this right now at the age of 34. Your your anticipation is going to change, right? You might be able to have like really quick instincts, you know what I'm saying, when you're young, right? Something falls off the shelf, boom, you just reach your hand out and you just catch it, right? Now it's like you probably have that split little second, you know what I'm saying, as you get older. And that thing that you once caught, like just anticipated and it just catch right, right then and there, it probably fall out of your hands, right? I mean, it's just it's just the way that it goes. The older you get, you know, your nervous system, you know, what I'm saying, starts to slow down. Your anticip, uh, your anticipation starts to slow down. So that's not, man, that's life. <laughs> I mean, we can't beat them up for what life does to all of us. You know, <laughs> the interior O line needs to step up also uh eve evans uh let me tell you something man this is a young offensive line right here and this is one of the main reasons why i said at the beginning of this show that i feel like if the saints actually had a scrambling quarterback a guy that can roll out of the pocket a guy that can make plays with his legs and do rollouts and stuff like that i feel like the saints would be okay because this would help the offensive line it would help the offensive line because these guys still need to learn grow and develop Okay, so the quarterback can kind of help them out if he was able to, you know, you know, make plays on his own. All right, so we can now give them enough time to actually start jailing together to be a better offensive line for that particular quarterback. Drew Brees needs perfect situations. Like, he needs a perfect pocket. Like, he needs 1995-type football, standing strong in a pocket, 320-pound wall type offensive lineman nobody can penetrate him you can knit a sweater back there you can drink a sip of tea you can call your mama you can wave to your wife and then you can throw the football down the field but you can't do that anymore folks you got defensive ends you got defensive tackles running four five and four six these guys are super athletic okay hybrid type guys you can't do that anymore that is why a lot of teams are looking for quarterbacks that can not only get the ball down the field drop dimes, but also have the ability to scramble out of the pocket as well. You don't see those statue quarterbacks no more. You don't see no quarterback just standing strong in no pocket looking like Rob Johnson or Scott Mitchell back in the day. No, you need you need a quarterback that can be able to extend plays also if the pocket breaks down in order for them to make something happen. You look at the game last week against the Chargers when Pascal Mahomes was trying to make a comeback Patrick Mahomes extended a lot of drives by scrambling out of the pocket when the offensive line could not protect him that long. Okay, so if it if I guarantee you, if Patrick Mahomes with Drew Brees, they would have lost that game. If he would have played the quarterback position like Drew Brees or Tom Brady, they would have lost that game. 
You need the ability to be able to scramble. I ain't saying you got to be out here being Vic. You ain't even got to be Lamar Jackson. You ain't got to be none of them. But you have to be able to go out here and extend plays. My guy, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is not a, a scrambling quarterback. He's not. Let's not let's not get it twisted. But Russell Wilson, he looks for the guy that's open. But if nobody's open, Russell goes out there and he tries to fight for extra yards and he slides. <clears throat> that is what you need. That is what you need in a quarterback in, in today's NFL. And those quarterbacks, unfortunately, like Drew Brees, they're dying out. And there's a reason why. So I feel like everybody talking about the O-line, the O-line, the O-line. It's because Drew Brees doesn't help them, okay? I mean, Drew Brees don't help the offensive line. He he doesn't. And as long as his offensive line, as long as they're not on the same page, it's going to be trouble for Drew Brees. And we're going to be seeing the same situations. But if the Saints had a, a quarterback that can actually scramble, <clears throat> if you could take, like, I, I say it like this. If you could take a quarterback, like Jameis Winston, right? You take Jameis Winston and combine him with Drew Brees. Drew Brees, he has all of Drew Brees' other attributes, and you have Jameis Winston's arm and leg ability. The Saints will be going into this game against the Packers uh, 2-0. You got to be able to scramble now these days, folks. I'm sorry. That old NFL, that old NFL stuff that some people would be talking about, and I know, man, some of y'all some classic fans here. <laughs> some of y'all just remember, you know, strong offensive line, standing in the pocket, delivering the ball on the dime. That's cool, folks. I mean, that, that that's always going to be some good football, but it, it's, it's not realistic anymore. Uh, TJ, any chance getting Nick Underhill on the show? Nick Nick actually been on the show before. I actually had Nick on the show, man. Nick, Nick was on the show before. I, I can tell you, I've had every single, I've had every single Saints beat right on the show for the exception of Catherine Terrell. That's the only person I ain't never had on the show. Everybody else that, that follows the New Orleans Saints, that's a reporter from John DeShazer. <coughs> Y'all seen uh, my guy uh, Rod Walker on here yesterday. So I've had everybody on there for the exception of Captain Terrell. Uh, Catherine Terrell, the only person that's never been on the state of the Saints. And I'm trying to get her to be on the show. Uh, Joshua says the D needs to be better, needs to play better. I agree with that. I agree with that. But the offense also needs to complement the defense, Joshua. You can't be out here getting all these three and outs, man, and have the defense on the field all alone. You can't do that, okay? So they, they got to play complementary football this week. They, they have to. The offense has to be able to sustain drives, and the defense is going to have to get off the field to give the offense back the ball as quickly as possible. So they definitely didn't play complementary football on Monday night. Uh, you even got Big Ben out here scrambling for 20 yards. Yeah, I mean, but that's always been Big Ben's uh, game, Brian. That's always been his game. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers never really had a good offensive line. They play a lot of park ball out there. You know, it was just the fact that, you know, the, the, the pocket collapsed. It breaks down. Big Ben scrambling out of the pocket. Uh, wide receivers breaking off routes to catch the ball and, and putting themselves in positions for, um, for Big Ben to throw the ball down the field. That's a, that's some exciting football to watch, uh, but you got to be able to scramble out of the pocket, folks. I'm sorry. Like, look, if you if you don't have the ability to scramble these days in, in the year of 2020 as a quarterback, you're not going to be successful. You're not. These these linebackers are too good. These defensive ends are too good. These safeties are too good coming off the blitz. It, it, you got to be able to scramble out of the pocket, folks. Breeze is not washed. Decline, yes. Wash, no. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, 
washed is a is such a strong word you know and like i said um I, we used to do this uh, exercise when i was in college uh, it was part of my interpersonal communications class at jackson state it was one exercise shouts out to my college professor dr mark g henderson what we did was we had about 32 people in a class and dr henderson would actually start a rumor or something like that right here whisper like in a first person's ear and and you know what i'm saying and then it will go to you know what i'm saying that person to tell the next person what the teacher said and then the next person and then the next person and then the next person you know what i'm saying and by the time it got to the 32nd person it was like completely different right you know what i'm saying but or for another example my brother who was an artist right my brother used to have like these classes where each one of those people inside of the class would actually make a painting, right? And and they had to like interpret what the painting actually meant to that particular person. I think that's a better example to use in this situation. What I'm saying is, folks, when people say the word washed, right? Washed may mean something completely different to me as it does to you. When you hear the word washed, well, to me, it means that you are completely incapable of doing your job. You're completely incapable of being able to do something that you once were known to do. That is what I feel like washed is to me. When I say decline, that means that the thing that you that you once did, you still can do, you just can't do it at a certain level or a certain pace or at a certain rhythm, right? That's just like, that's just like okay, well, my, my grandfather, right? You know what I'm saying? Like my grandfather, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's older, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, my grandfather was a carpenter for 50 years, right? I'm pretty sure he can go up and down the ladders and stuff like that. But as he got older, you know what I'm saying? He couldn't get like up and down the ladders like he once did. Yeah, it, does that mean that my grandfather forgot how to get on top of a house? No, it just means that, you know, it, it slowed down. You know, he probably can be able to paint rooms at a certain speed. We, you know what I'm saying? We probably, at, at our, in our youth, we were probably able to run faster than we would as we got older right we can still run but not as faster so that is what i feel like decline actually means to me okay i feel like people when they hear decline decline like like i feel like they they feel like you're saying that he can't do it anymore he's not that good anymore i mean he stinks that's what that's what i feel like people think and we don't want to think this way about our heroes we don't right these are our heroes. These are the people that we love and we depend on to give us like love and satisfaction and, and give us a, a, a meaning and a reason to cheer. You know, like and, and when we feel like somebody's saying something about our heroes, we take it as, you know, very, very offensive. But I love Drew Brees, you know, but we have to come to a realization. He has declined as a quarterback. OK, and I don't feel bad saying that because I declined as a <laughs> as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, as, as being 34 years old, I have declined from you know when I was 22 or 23. Okay. Anybody that still think that they, you know, do some of the things they did when they were 22, 23 years old and you're in your 30s and 40s, look, more power to you, but just try to go out there and try it. You know, I mean, me playing basketball in the gym. Uh, has really humbled me going up against some of them young cats. You know what I'm saying? Some of the shots, shots that I would have blocked, uh, some of the fast-paced uh, plays I would have did, can't do that no more, folks. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way that it is, all right? I know we all think that we're, you know, how they say, we, you know, we're not we're not getting older, we're getting greater. Yeah, you might be getting great, but, uh, you know, that back's still going to be hurting in a couple <laughs> as you keep living. 
you know, that outside going to start getting a little dimmer. You know what I'm saying? And some of the things that you could do really quick, going to end up going a tad bit slower, okay? Going to be a, a, a tick off every now and then. Oh, will Davenport be ready this week? Uh, he did practice on yesterday, which is a good sign. So he might be on a limited snap count this Sunday. Uh, he isn't 30 anymore, but still top seven. Yeah, Dustin, definitely top seven. Definitely, definitely still top seven. No doubt. I honestly think people have a, a sky is falling mentality about our situation right now. Uh, honestly, I, I think in some ways, Ghostface, they do. But that just comes from years of winning. That just comes from years of uh, being successful. And we don't want to go back to those dark ages as Saints fans. I think that's why a lot of people get mad at other Saints fans for criticizing Drew Brees. Because Drew Brees, life outside of him, what 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 represents that? The dark ages, right? The dark ages when the Saints couldn't buy a win, when we were, we were embarrassed to say that we were actually Saints fans, when we used to be the butt of everybody jokes. I get it. But, you know, I mean, time goes on. And I believe in this team. Uh, especially the media well the media are always just looking for controversy man i mean that's just the way that it is the media is always trying to find the worst in every particular situation it's just a fact folk i mean you look at cnn you look at fox you look at msnbc you look at some of these other news outlets they're always looking for something negative to tell you okay they always try to have you believing that the sky is falling if you're a Republican, they want you to think that the Democrats are crazy. They want you to think if you're a, a Democrat, they want you to think the Republicans are crazy. They want you to feel like the world is about to come to an end. They want you to be afraid. You know what I'm saying? They want to, you know what I'm saying, instill some of this fear and paranoia inside of you right now. And they do that in order for you to come back to them. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's just what it is. All right. But it's never always, it's never as bad as what it seems. And uh, I think that with the New Orleans Saints right now, we just want the Saints to just be consistent. We just want the Saints to win. And uh, and sometimes, like, when they're not doing something that we feel is normal these days, uh, we wonder, like, why is it the normal happening right now? But in the, the year of 2020, I think we all can agree. <laughs> Nothing is normal, right? I mean, everything that could possibly go wrong seems like it is going wrong. Uh, some of the people you didn't think in a million years would no longer be with us aren't here you know what i'm saying like it's it's just unbelievable so you know i mean but at the same time nothing is that bad as what it seemed man dome not the same without fans i agree with that in stadium of that that matters is not the same without fans like the washington football team falcons uh should change their name to an atlanta dumbest football team <laughs> steven a smith <laughs> uh Andrew says i believe an organization has moved away from the dark ages at least i hope so mrs b is willing to put uh, uh to put to get good we just have to hope loomis and peyton realize it's time when the time comes we will be okay yeah i really just feel like this is drew last season win lose or draw so uh i think they know what they have to do i i fail to believe that you'll be signing some of these guys back the way that you've been signing them if drew was going to come back they're signing they're signing almost as if they know for a fact that he's not coming back optimus grind says to be honest drew as it is uh still better than we've had and probably will have for a while yeah i mean that's true you know i mean drew is still the guy he still deserves to be the starter he still puts the saints in the best position to win 
So I, I don't want us to get away from that, man. Regardless if you want him to retire or not, he's still the best option for this team. Uh, Iceman T, I totally disagree. Marcus William is excellent in coverage, at least usually. Look, man, I, I just think that it's so easy for us to go ahead and pick on people when they have bad games. You know, I, I look at people, you know, who, you know, have these different opinions about people, you know, but I, I don't see that same type of energy when those people do something positive. It's only when those people do something negative do we come out. I feel like have the same energy when that person have an interception, you know, have the same energy when that person pick up a tackle that seals the deal. Like if you still think that person suck, go ahead and say it with your chest. But I just feel like when a person has a bad game, that's that's treated like low hanging fruit to me. You know, it's like, oh, see, he sucked. But, you know, like I feel like have that same type of energy. You know, as far as um, uh, Marcus Williams is concerned, I mean, he had a bad game. But you can say that about every single Saints player on this team. Like I said, for the exception of three players, everybody had a bad game. Every single person. Like even Ramchek, as good as he is and as steady as he is. Ryan Ramchek didn't have a holding penalty call on him since his rookie season. Okay. Ryan Ramchek had a bad outing in this game. So if Ryan Ramchek, the best right tackle in football, can have one of the worst games he ever had, look, everybody sucked in this game. Everybody, for the, like I said, for the exception of three people, everybody stunk. Straight up. TJ, I believe Drew Brees' biggest problem is Andrews Pete. He is an offensive lineman that gets him hurt or get him pressured into turnovers. Um, you know what? It has a lot to do with this, Brandon. It has a lot to do with the fact that Andrews Pete is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. You know, and I just feel like that's what I said. If, if the Saints actually had a quarterback that can be able to scramble out of pocket to help guys like Andrews Pete out, I don't think he would look as bad a, as he does because in run blocking, Andrews Pete is the truth. Okay. Andrews Pete is a really good run blocker. You know, don't believe me. Go back and watch some of the games where you see uh, Latavius Murray or you see like uh, Alvin Kamara breaking one off. So keep that in mind, folks. Sometimes, you know, it's the quarterback. That, that makes the, the uh, offensive lineman look like he don't know what he's doing. Uh, Tony Jackson, regardless, my team will show up Sunday night. This season still young. Yeah, I, I think they will. I think we're going to have a better showing. Uh, don't record a game, TJ. No, definitely not going to record the game. Don't have no reason to. Uh, Drew can't stress the defense anymore. Defense are cheating up. Yeah, they definitely uh playing like uh, seven, eight sets. You know what I'm saying? They right there and, uh you know, they know that Drew Brees ain't going to try to throw the ball over their head. So they definitely sitting on these routes. They definitely doing that, folks. Even the biggest Drew Brees supporter have to agree with that. Do you feel like Sanders breaks out this game? Uh, Yeah, man, I just think that Drew Brees needs to trust Emmanuel Sanders a little bit more. But we all know that Drew Brees doesn't force the ball. And I feel like that's something that we see other quarterbacks do. I don't feel like Drew Brees just trusts wide receivers the way I look at some of these other quarterbacks trust their receivers. Drew Brees doesn't want to put the ball in harm's way. You know, he, he he's not going to try to throw the ball to a guy and be like, okay, it's 50-50, you know, like how uh, Dak Prescott did with Michael Gallup the other day against the Falcons. I, I can't see Drew Brees doing that. Drew Brees is not going to throw the ball to a receiver unless his name is Michael Thomas or that other receiver has at least about four or five yards of separation. That's the only way he's going to get that person the ball. So uh, I just feel like Drew Brees is not wired that way. Maybe if, I feel like if if Jameis was in the game, then you'll probably see some of these other guys, you know, be able to get the ball because he'll probably put it in a in a 
50-50 situation. I don't see that happening with Breeze. It's very rare that we see Drew Breeze putting the ball in a 50-50 situation. A sack uh, from Cam would have helped us against the Raiders. Yeah, man, he's been quiet for the last couple games, man. Very un-Cam Jordan-like, but uh, unlike quarterbacks or running backs, the defensive end position, I mean, guys can get hot really, really, you know, to quick. You know, like you look at somebody like Shaq Barrett, first couple games, I think he had like eight sacks or something like that, first five, six games, and then he kind of cooled off towards the second half of the season. So the defensive end position is one of those positions where guys can get hot really quick and really start to make some noise. I'm going to take a few more folks and then I'm going to have to get up out of here, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jesse says, will Ty Montgomery have a great game against his former team? Well, I think that Ty Montgomery isn't doing himself any favors by dropping passes on screen plays. And I definitely don't feel like he's doing himself any favors by dropping passes on quick slants. So if Ty Montgomery wants to be a guy that Drew Brees can trust, you got to be able to catch the football when he wa- when he needs you to, to be able to count on you in situations. Now, there might be a little bit of extra motivation being that he's going up against the Green Bay Packers team. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that he's just going to ball out. You know, I would have thought that Jared Cook and Latavius Murray would have balled out against their former team. Not the case. But Todd Montgomery can do some really good things. Uh, I think that he is a guy that can catch the ball out of backfield and run between the tackles. And I think the Saints need to utilize him. I think the Saints have they have guys that are role players. And they got playmakers, man. And you want to put the ball in the hands of all of your playmakers, not just a few, all of your playmakers. Man, look, Marcus Williams had uh, questionable moments, fam, for real, for real. Marcus Williams had questionable moments. Iceman T, uh, Malcolm Jenkins had questionable moments. Marshawn Lattimore had questionable moments. Jack Rabbit Jenkins had questionable moments. Uh, Andrews Pete had questionable moments. Uh, you know, I'm saying that defensive line in the second half had questionable moments. So, like I said, man, like we can't just sit up here and just put put things on Marcus Williams. Okay, you can you can point him out. You know, what I'm saying he was one of the guys. Let's let's add him to a list of a whole bunch of guys having a bunch of questionable moments. I I really like uh, Marcus Williams. Do I feel like Marcus Williams is the best safety in football? Absolutely not. Do I feel like Marcus Williams is the worst safety in all of football? Absolutely not. But he is a middle-of-the-pack safety. He does some really good things. He ha- He's very instinctive. He's a ball hawk. We all can agree that he's never been the best tackler in the world. But he is a guy that, that you can count on if you need an interception or something like that to come through. And, you know what I'm saying, he, he for nine times out of ten, more times than not, he, he makes good decisions. I just think that between the Minneapolis miracle and maybe like some of that passes like with George Kittle, I think we just take one or two, uh, two plays – and we just apply that to a guy's complete body of work, which is not fair. I put it like this, right? Let's just say if you had a test, you know what I'm saying, 100 questions, right? And you only you get two wrong out of those 100, all right? Then you still got an A, you know what I'm saying? That just means you got two, you just got two uh, questions wrong. So I, I do believe in Marcus Williams. Do I feel like he's the best? No. Do I feel like he's the worst? No. Uh, Josh and Jesus said I skipped this super chat. I apologize, Josh. I don't. I don't even see it, man. I apologize for that. I apologize for that, man. Um, in the middle of the process, man, this this uh, chat is going by pretty fast, so I, I can't even get up to it. Let me see if I can see it again. Da, 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 da. Try to see if I can find it. I apologize, Josh. Man, this, this chat just moving fast, and it probably was during the time when I was actually uh, looking at my um, looking at the screen. So I apologize, buddy. 
but I, I'm pretty I'm I'm not even sure what you said on that. I'm sorry. Uh let's see. Um same reason Ken Crawley could never get uh his his head around in the heat of the moment. You go for what you know. Yeah, I mean, they gotta get better at that. I, I will agree with that. Uh Ghostface says Davenport is great, but he he's like a fancy car that you never drive. I, I agree with that. Best ability is availability. This was a totally team screw-up point blank from the coaches' call to the players on the field. I, I agree with that. Good point. And uh, lastly, we have uh, Dustin says uh, Hendrickson is a dog, which I, I said at the beginning of the season, and people were talking to me like I was crazy. When I was like, man, Trey Hendrickson, this guy's good. And I even said, I said, watch Trey Hendrickson. And, my, and that bet's still out there, for the, you know what I'm saying, for, for, for my buddy who – who I, I made a deal with. I, look, I said that Trey Hendrickson is going to be a starter on somebody's team next season. And this guy said, man, you crazy. So how crazy do I look right now that this guy is leading the, leading the team right now in sacks and has been the bright spot on the defensive line? That's all I got to say, man. Look, there's a lot of things I don't know in life, but I like to think that I know my fair share of football. And I'm telling you, Trey Hendrickson is, is going to be a starter on somebody's team. The Saints are not going to re-sign him back, you know, because I feel like the way that he's playing right now, he's going to be able to start on somebody's team, and he's going to be one of them guys who you like, man, I miss Trey Hendrickson, real tough. But I want to say thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anchor fm thank you so much for your time folks and also right now we're doing a competition where you can snapchat snapchat snapshot (laughs) you can snapshot yourself uh you know following the state of the saints podcast on itunes spotify iheart anchor fm and uh send it to me you can send it to state of the saints at gmail.com or facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast and we're going to announce the winner this weekend on sunday night uh, we're going to announce the winner is going to receive a free State of the Saints podcast face mask. That's courtesy of MassMarket.com, the sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. So be sure that you all snapshot it. Rather you've been following the State of the Saints podcast uh, or you just joined, go ahead and snapshot those pictures and uh, put yourself in that running. Thank you all so much. Uh, have a good evening, morning, or night, whenever you're watching this. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>